Injured in a car accident? It's about money. Your money. Your settlement. We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery? You pay no fees or costs. We strive to get you more at LawyerUp904.com. Hey, welcome in. Glad you're along for the ride on a a Thursday installment of our program. Our Thursdays, as you know, are 2 to 4 in football season. So we're glad you are here. We are not at Blue Sky as planned because God decided when we're going to Blue Sky, we must have rain. This is the third or fourth time that most of the rain has most of the golf has been canceled at Blue Sky the day we were going to go out there. So uh, we told them we'll owe them one. We'll get there. We'll see David and our good friends at Blue Sky in the springtime. But that kind of concludes our golf trip uh, for this season. It's been fun going out to some cool golf courses, but we will not be at Blue Sky until the springtime. Rain. It was too much rain out there, Carlisle. Nasty day. But uh, but that's okay. We'll we'll uh, look forward to another time we at will. Blue Sky. And... I like Blue Sky. I like the bar. Yeah, out there. I like it. it's a cool cool setup out there. Tomorrow, by the way, we should have Blue Sky. It'll be it'll be nice weather out there tomorrow. Well, it's gonna be cool. a little chilly. Yeah, this front yep. uh, tomorrow the high is sixty three and the low is forty five. I think the high on Sunday winter has arrived. Game day. Yep. The high is mid fifties. The high oh. on Sunday is fifty six. The low is forty. Would be mid fifties. That I'm would be mid fifties. Well done. It's football weather, Carline. I'm excited. I, I, I am Jack. I'm, and you hear that the, it's sold out. They're they're selling standing room only tickets. And as I was said at the handoff to Mia and Joe and Matt, it's not like these are all cowboy. Now there'll be a lot of cowboy fans in there, but we've had a lot of opposing fans in there. The Giants. It was unbelievable how many. The 49ers last year. I thought the Giants this year is as many opposing fans as I've ever seen in there. But you know what? The game still didn't sell out. There were still plenty of empty seats when you looked up in the third level or whatever. Well, this one sold out. The Cowboys had their tickets. So the, the, the Cowboys have been buying tickets for months. So the fact that this thing sold out, the extra tickets are Jaguar fans. So I think there's going to be, yeah, there'll be some Cowboy fans in there. There's no question, a lot of them. But there'll be a lot of Jaguar fans, too. I can't wait for this. Is this the best crowd we've had since 2018 Patriots? I think it'll be the best. I don't think that crowd was as good as the Buffalo crowd, if I remember right. If I, I'll have to look it up. But I felt like the Buffalo crowd was the best. I think this will be the best one since Buffalo, the playoff game of the year before. I might be wrong about that. The uh, I don't. I just remember how long it took me to get home from that Patriots Jets game. And I might be wrong. So I just yeah, assumed I, there were a lot of people. Yeah, I'm, no, no, there were a lot of people. So, it's, but I'm, but I think it's the best crowd. It will be the best crowd since Buffalo, and it, and it, it's cool when that place is full. And again, don't make any mis- make no mistake about this. There will be plenty of Cowboys fans in the in the joint. But I, but I'm telling you, I, uh, I, I think it's going to be what a what a great day, clear, crisp, cool football weather in December, and, and it's a playoff game. I mean, it's a playoff game. I mean, you've wanted playoff games. We have one. It's not officially called that, but it's kind of a playoff game. You know, now it's a hard playoff game mm-hmm. against a good team, and it isn't for Dallas. Yeah, but no, it definitely right, is right. for the Jaguars. But it, and... but it is a game of significance for Dallas. It is. They're, they're, yeah, they're still sure. they're still trying to win a division. You yeah. know, so they're. I promise you, with Philadelphia coming up next week, what they're saying is win this week and then go get them next week. You know, so for so I mean, it's inter- it's an interesting game for Dallas. So and so I, I yeah, it's a this is a big game for Jacksonville. Does it help? At all that Doug Peterson knows the Cowboys pretty well from his time with the Eagles. I think it probably helps that he knows the Cowboys thing. He knows they travel. He knows he knows the aura. I don't know that this Cowboys team plays the way they played in seventeen or eighteen. You know that was four years ago. Um, but uh, but I do think because I guess he coached more recently than that, didn't he? So but uh, yeah, a little bit. I think I think the fact that he understands how the Cowboys travel and. And, and the aura of the Cowboys. I think that really does help. And I think, it'll look, he's going to tell those guys, they're going to talk about that. 
this is a team that's probably going to have to use some silent counts in their own stadium, which you don't have happen very often. But that's, I think, but that's the kind of game they're preparing for. I can't wait. I can't wait for Sunday. I can't wait to get up Sunday morning, head down there. I'm going to do a little radio with the Dallas people uh, early in the morning, then 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 start our stuff. And I uh, I can't wait. I'm, jack- I'm jacked up for this. It, it's going to be phenomenal, and uh, it's going to be a great environment. Again, we talked about it. Dallas hasn't been here in 16 years. So this becomes an event, and uh, you know it's this is more than just a football game. This is an event, and it will be uh, raucous. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun before the game. It'll be uh, certainly it should be a very entertaining game. I mean, I, I would think you've got a good chance to see two teams score and you know the high twenties, thirties, you know somewhere in there. So uh, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. And if the Jaguars can somehow pull this one off, and uh, you know and it, at that point, it doesn't really even matter what the Titans do in terms of the Chargers game. Um, you really only have to scoreboard watch if Dallas wins, and then you really need the Chargers to beat Tennessee. But if if the Jaguars are able to uh, take down Dallas, the Titans-Chargers almost becomes kind of a just a, a bonus game because you know you're not you're not going to eclipse the Titans without needing to beat them in Week 18. So I. Uh, it would be great if they're able to do it, and uh, you know it's amazing that they're playing a game so close to Christmas that has such meaning. Yeah, seriously, I don't remember other than 2017 that happening here. I know it did long ago, but I don't physically remember it happening here. I'll tell you this too: I told you guys, I think Jaguars win and they're in. I think they win, they win the division, and I'm convinced of that. I know the math says that also means the Titans have to lose again. I I, I know the math, but. There's no chance the Jags and the Titans are beating Dallas. There's no chance the Cowboys are getting swept in their AFC South South swing. So if the Jags win this week, I'm more convinced than ever the Cowboys are going to beat the Titans because they're better. And so, uh, yeah, I think the Jags win. So I think this is the this is the last week was the beginning of the playoff run. They beat the Ravens, so you started talking maybe. Then they got blitzed by the, the Lions. So then we started forgetting about the playoffs. And then we all said, what was the ESPN stats and info thing last week, Hayes, bef- before the Titans game, like 5%, 2% playoff chance? I think it went from, what, 2% to 11% with the wins? Yeah, so it was 2%, I think. And then they won, they beca- it became 11%. But the point is, it was all but lost as they got on the plane and went to Nashville. But that really began the longest of long shots playoff run. And they win that won that game. Now this is part two. Now this is a daunting challenge as playoff runs go, but it's game two of the playoff run. If they win this, then you go to New York on Thursday. That's game three of the playoff run. And so, so, but you're in it. You're in the graphic. You're in the conversation, which is pretty cool. And the Jaguars did just play really well last week. The Cowboys have struggled the last couple weeks. They've been winning, but they've still been struggling and to win in beating teams that aren't that good. So you've got that going for you as well. Yeah, yeah. We, we all know the deal. Ten and three teams usually beat five and eight teams. Teams that are ten and three are usually ten and three for a reason. Teams that are five and eight are usually five and eight for a reason. I, we all get that. But you got to play the game. That's why. That's why you're playing the game. So I. Uh, jacked up about this man i'm jacked up about this i'm uh getting close 72 yeah, hours yeah, oh my goodness it's getting close it'll be this will be one of those <laughs> nights on saturday night i'll be i want to get to bed so i can wake up i mean i mean i haven't had we haven't had those in a while you know so i know a lot of people are going uh, i think people responded to 
the need to go buy those tickets. I think they understood the importance of it. I know there's some people that, that couldn't get there this time. And and I hate it that anybody that wanted to go can't go. And, and hopefully you'll be able to go as, as, as it moves on. But you like the fact that there's enough demand that some people, you don't want to see someone get turned away. But you do want to be good enough that there's a waiting list for tickets. You want you you know you want that for your franchise. And so, whereas you hate to see anybody not able to go, I'm I'm glad that that's kind of where where we are on this thing. So uh, I'm excited about the game. We'll talk about that. We'll talk a little bit more about Florida Oregon State. I got a thought or two about Jack Miller uh, as he uh, plays his maybe one game as the, as the Florida starter. That comes up in a bit as well. We'll talk some college hoop and a whole lot more. Got a lot to do. We'll be here from now until four o'clock. Then we'll turn it over to Jaguars Happy Hour and the Doug Peterson Show. This is 1010XL and 92.5. It's an old rock Thursday. Music the way it should be, or at least used to be, on the Frangie Show. I may not talk to the show. <laughs> we may just do this all day. Turn that up. I'll get to sports in a minute. It's just sports. It's the name of one of their albums. Classic Great album. Album. It's their best album. One of the best of the 80s. Yeah, I was in, I was in down there talking to Griffin. I said, Griffin, give me a band. Just name a band off the top of your head. He said, you were listening to the news. I said, you just did Old Rock Thursday. Love this. It's a great call. Love this. Love it. Love it. We may, Again, we may not talk sports today. We'll just play Huey Lewis. And now, by the way, sports is a great album. Absolutely. Now, I, I have a question. Okay. Because Old Rock Thursday, we usually start with the anthem. Yeah. Did you, was it, do you consider this to be their anthem? I do. I, I, you do? I, I okay. consider I want a new drug to be their anthem. Really? Yeah. What, what do you think? Heart of Rock and Roll? I would say that, I, I would probably go with Power of Love. Okay. Yeah. Oh, if I have to be the tiebreaker on those. Power I, of Love, I thought, the I, mo- I thought the movie gave it more more power. Sure. No, I th- I think the, <laughs> but the I movie think, was a blockbuster. Oh, the movie was a blockbuster, yeah. no question. But I think I think this is their. I, I think, think Heart of Rock and Roll would be. So we think three different. We have three different answers. Isn't that funny? So I, I would think. And I don't know. But that, but I, yeah. Isn't that the testament to a great band? Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, so, but I, but I, I would say I want to do drugs. I, I think that's okay. their anthem. But, uh, but who knows? You're right. But they're all great. You know. Again, my my favorite. Tread and I were laughing the other day about the, my heart of rock and roll story. So, so my favorite story. <laughs> I'll say it very quickly. I've told it a thousand times. But we're doing an Oklahoma State Oklahoma game. We got this guy named Josh who who drive all around the country and set up this this Xbox display because they were a big sponsor. And he was kind of crazy. That his job was to drive this trailer literally from Oklahoma to State College to Baton Rouge, so he, all, literally over the country. And he he would spend the week driving, and then he'd do it. That would be that was his job. And we were in Oklahoma City, um, and we we did the bedlam, and we came back to Oklahoma City, and I was tired and had a few beers, and this guy was crazy. He wanted to drink all night. It was it was this Thanksgiving weekend because bedlam's always at the end of the year, at Oklahoma State Oklahoma, and we all went to bed and went to our rooms and. He said, come on, keep drinking, keep drinking. Well, next time we wake up the next morning and <laughs> we find out that Huey Lewis was playing in Oklahoma City, staying at the Hilton, was in there having a beer. <laughs> this guy kept going up and going, hey, man, you're Huey Lewis, aren't you? Huey, I am. No, you, I mean, like, you're, Huey, you're right here, like, in the bar. It's you, it's Huey Lewis. You were playing. He said, yes, I am in the bar, and it is me. And the story we're told is he went just from about – just just about to walk away from the guy because he was so annoyed <laughs> to an hour later, they're both standing on the bar singing Heart of Rock and Roll. <laughs> Can you imagine standing on the bar with Huey Lewis singing Heart of Rock and Roll to the bar? How good would that be? That's awesome. And so where I, am I? I think Where's my dumbass is in bed upstairs. <laughs> I think that story answers our question on what's the anthem. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> That's I, I, what that, Huey was that singing is what they drunk sang. Th- at the bar. That is what they sang. So, uh, so the Heart of Rock songs. Huey Lewis today on Old Rock Thursday. Uh, I think, and one of the reasons I'm excited in the, the – look – we haven't had this day. That I'm going early, 
I mean, I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm literally going early for this. I can't wait to get there. I, I think, I think this is going to be. I, I almost think I'm, I'm reaching a little bit here, but you know, there's going to be standing room everywhere. They're, they're selling standing room tickets. And by the way, from what I'm told, they're being, they're going. It's not like they've made standing room tickets available, and people have said, nah, if I can't get a ticket, uh, they're selling the standing room. They're, they're, they're moving quickly. You know, so however many they make available, boom, sold. Make available, boom, sold. It's almost one of those games that it has a Florida Georgia feel a little, but not, it's not Florida Georgia, where there's going to be people down there that aren't going. You, you know, when you know when you really have when you've really made it, is when you have people come to the game who aren't going to the game, but they come to the game, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the how many times you hear one of these college games, Alabama and LSU are playing, and a hundred thousand people will be at the game, and two hundred will be on campus, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I do. I, I think it's. I really believe. And the Jags have earned that. Again, a lot of it's the Cowboys having a great year. Cowboy fans are everywhere. They travel like crazy. That's a big part of it. But let me say this again. I said it in the handoff, and I said it in our first segment. Other teams, the Giants most recently, have bought tickets the same way that the the Cowboys have, but those games still haven't sold out. This one sold out. That meant after all the Cowboys bought those tickets, the Jaguar fans went back and bought the rest of them. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a crazy day. And and again. Why wouldn't you if you've if you've been a casual Jaguars fan who's sort of been on the fence about whether to in, you know invest your money or disposable income in going to a game? Now you've got a franchise quarterback that really looks to be ascending. People want to see that. People want to be able to say that yeah, I was at the game when Trevor Lawrence threw four touchdowns to beat the Dallas Cowboys. Like that's you know, seeing Trevor Lawrence play in person is now a box that you have to check if you're a Jacksonville sports fan. And, uh, you know, if, if you haven't seen them yet, then I think there's a, a, a big interest to, to go. Obviously, the diehards, they've been going. Uh, but the, the casual fan uh, that, that was waiting on, you know, some momentum to build before uh, wanting to, to invest, I think now they're ready. And I think this is an indication of that. It's, a, it's an elite opponent um, with a big uh, brand name. And... You know, and the other thing, too, is Dallas is hated. You know, the other part of this is there's probably fans that want to go to boo Dallas. I mean, there's there's a, a they're one of the most hated franchises in professional sports. So I think that helps. You know, if you're if you're a casual fan, uh, you want to see Trevor, you want to, you know, root against Dallas. It, it sets up really well. If you would like a ticket in the 400s for the game on Sunday, you were looking at paying somewhere between two and three hundred dollars in the four hundreds. That's on the secondary ticket market. That's on the secondary yes. market, right? I right. Mean, if you want a club ticket, uh, right around six hundred to seven hundred dollars. How about that? How about that? Imagine that. Imagine that. Yeah, I mean, I think it. That to our point, as far as people are wanting to go, I can't remember a game other than the playoff game where there were people outside the stadium not going inside. Yeah, you know what? And and that's just it. You don't you don't see. Uh, you don't see fingers in the air like the old days. I mean, that that right. the world's changed. You know, people don't carry around the tickets and hand them to you. Everything's done online these days. But it's just, it's just a it's a magnificent setting. You made a good point, Hayes. People want to go boo the Cowboys. Moreover, or part of that, they want to go see the Cowboys, and may, that may include the booing. But you're you know they're they're still a this is still a circus act. This is still uh, an entertain. This is still the Stones coming to town. This isn't some some late. Just put together band. This, this is the big. This is the big. This is the Dallas Cowboys. The New York Yankees are coming to town. This is this is the, the equivalent of the Yankees going to the Rays or or wherever and the Pirates and and hey, we're going to go. 
See, when the when the Yankees now now that everybody plays everybody, the Yankees play the Pirates. They played the Yankees played in Pittsburgh last year. Now they didn't play everybody last year. They're starting this year, but they played every game sold out. Every game sold out. So and the Pirates weren't very good, so they didn't have a whole lot of sellouts. And sellouts only thirty six, thirty eight thousand. Well, it wasn't all Yankees fans buying the tickets. It was Pirates fans who, by God, wanted to go see the logo. They wanted to see Aaron Judge and Stanton, but they wanted to see the Yankees. So I think there's some of that, too. But I think a lot of it is Trevor Lawrence, and a lot of us want to see this team. Let's be on the ground floor when this thing happens. What if they win? I mean, I mean and I think they might win. I, I, it's I pro- just a four-point spread. It's, it's a four I mean, it's point not spread. like Dallas is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Correct, and, and it's, it's a four-point spread, uh, and a team's at home playing well on what's going to be a beautiful day. Um I think they might win. I don't know if I'm going to pick them. It's hard to pick against the ten and three Dallas Cowboys in a, in a picks contest, but they could win. I I I love. It. I like. The, and I'm not an all black uniform guy. I like white pants, but I like this. I like this. This seems to fit. They're wearing the all blacks, and it's going to be packed, and it's going to be a beautiful day. And let's go. Evan Ingram had the big day last week. Who do you think has the big day on Sunday? If if a Jaguar offensive player does, I'm going to go with Travis Etienne. Yeah, I think Doug Peterson sort of laid the gauntlet down earlier in the week when he said we need 120, 130 yards on the ground. Uh, so I think that's really going to be a priority. And that that's that's said a lot to me because Doug has de-emphasized the run when he's been asked about it throughout the mm-hmm. season. It's it's never been something that he's he's really made a point to say, yeah, this is a big priority for us. The fact that he said it uh, this week, leads me to believe that that's going to be a big part of it, try and shorten the game, uh, limit a possession or two from Dallas, um, and and get ETN going. So it, I'll, I'll say ETN goes for 140. And to support your theory, I don't know if I'm going to go 140, but to support your answer to the question, which is a good answer, the Dallas Cowboys can really rush the passer. I mean, they, they you, know, you know Trayvon Diggs, the, the Dallas cornerback? He's 24 years old. He's 24. You know how many career interceptions he has? Off the top of your head? Career- 16. 17 career interceptions. He's 24. A 24-year – no, he had 11 last year. Right. But, but a 24-year-old guy with 17 – interceptions are hard. Inter- you, it, that's the hardest thing – it's one of the hardest things in sports to get other than a goal in hockey is an interception. They don't come very often. He has 17, and he's 24 years old. Now, he takes chances – and guys that take chances can be beat over the top a little bit. He he's also gotten beaten a few times. The PFF folks say he's good at you know up and down, but they really get after the passer. Uh, some people believe Micah Parsons might be the best defensive player in the league. And so if you're playing, he's got 12 sacks. You know, so so you gotta so maybe running the ball keeps you away from all that resistance. That that's a big part of it too, right? I mean, that's one of the reasons you got to run the football. And I just don't think they've done a, a great job of it in the last couple of games. So. Uh, it, it's something that it feels like they're they're due uh, to have that kind of a game. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it all works hand in hand. And Dallas is probably going to be focusing more on Trevor Lawrence and the passing game and Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and Evan Ingram and, you know, who are we going to cover? How are we going to do this? And there should be room for ETN to operate. So uh, I, I think the opportunity will be there for him to have a big game. I know it's the NFL, so teams don't overlook teams. But I do wonder if the Cowboys are more focused on the Eagles. Michael Parsons was on Von Miller's podcast and was asked about Jalen Hurts. And, you know, everyone knows what he said to this point. But he wondered if it's the team, not just Jalen. 
And so it just the fact that that's out there and circulating it. I just wonder, are they not? Are they overlooking this team and not really thinking the Jags can upset them? I think it's a very fair question. I I think that's I think that is in play now. Whether it plays out, we'll see. But I think they're human too. I don't care if the end is in the NFL or not. They play the Eagles next week, and that's the game of the year in the NFC East and possibly in the NFC. You know, I mean, it's it's probably the game of the year in the NFC, and so. I mean, there's there's a lot of times where the game of the year in the NFC was 49ers Seahawks. Not anymore. The game of the year in the NFC is this this matchup when the Cowboys play the Eagles. So you know, I I think you're right. I think it's a great time to play them. They won last week. I'm glad they didn't lose last week. Mm-hmm. It might have been better if they had a boat raced them, you know. But, it, but the fact of the matter is, who are we kidding? The Dallas Cowboys are thinking, all right, the Jaguars have won a couple games, but who have the Jaguars beaten? And they're young, and we have the the Eagles. Is the, yeah, I think that could happen. I, I think that's it's naive to suggest that's not in play at all because I think I think it absolutely could be in play. So we'll see. the uh, The key matchups are obviously they run. They're they're a great running team. Like Hayes pointed out, Tony Pollard's a really good back, a better back than Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott. But as we said yesterday, if Zeke's your second best guy, you've got a pretty good backfield. Uh, the tight ends played so well for them. Schultz, Ceedee Lamb has become one of the better receivers in the league. Uh, Dak's been turnover prone a little bit, but he's efficient and steady. Uh, they have a good team. There's no question they have a good team. Um, if you don't have Trayvon Walker, how much? How concerned are you? If if Trayvon didn't play, and he's been a day to day, he's been day to day. If he didn't play, how concerned? How how much does that affect them? I would be concerned, um, but I'm concerned anyway. So I mean, <laughs> my concern level would go from high to extremely high. Yeah. Um, I just feel like it's a bad matchup to begin with for the Jaguars. So. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it would be incredibly concerning to not have Trayvon Walker be active on Sunday. And I think we were also concerned about the Ravens being a bad matchup, and this team defensively did a really good job, and so it can be done. I think Tyson Campbell has to have a really big day if he's the one who's trying to contain CeeDee Lamb. Here's the other thing, too. Here's how much this helps the Jags. This is a lot of the nation's watching this one. It's the lead game for Fox in the 1 o'clock window. It's the number one Fox team. You know, the number one Fox team now is Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson, and Aaron Andrews. This is last year. This would have been Buck and Aikman. You know, if this this would this would be the Buck Aikman game. Buck Aikman and Aaron would be doing this game. So that there's the significance too. If they win this game, you are now relevant. That's it. No more. Are you relevant? Are you sort of relevant? Do people know who you are? Are you no longer looked at as a team that lost a lot? If you win this, and by the way, the world doesn't end if you don't. You know, I, I think your playoff chances are hurt. But look, they're two back of the Titans, right? Two games back. Correct. Okay. If they lose and the Titans lose, the world's still not over. Now you're two back with three to play, which hurts. But remember, one of those is against the team you're, tr- you're chasing. So you still, if they lose long as the Titans. Now, if they lose and the Titans win in L.A., you're in trouble. Cause now, cause, cause, Massive trouble. Yeah, because because that because then you need the Texans yeah. to beat the Titans. Yeah, yeah which then, probably isn't happening. Well, well, then you're th- and you're also three back with three to play. So you need you'd almost need to sweep and they get swept. That's the problem, right? Because you're three back. You if, would. That's exactly what you yeah, would. Need. Yeah, yeah. You you'd need to sweep and them get swept, and that's probably not happening. So the 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 if you lose if the Cowboys and the Titans win this week, you're you're in trouble. So, but but we'll you know. Worry about this one. Worry about this one and uh, those all-black uniforms with that place packed with those people tailgating and uh, getting lubed up at those tailgates. And that, they still do that, don't they, Brooks? They still get lubed up? I would assume so. As I walk through Lot J, they, they seem to be having a good old time. They get lubed up there, Carline, is what they do. 
Oh, yes. That's what they do. So. And by the way, I'm looking at the injury report for Titans Chargers. The Titans are still extraordinarily beat up, and they have to go to the West Coast. Yeah, my so that, guess. I think that hurts them. That's yeah, a shame. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> I think the Chargers are going to beat the Titans. I, I think that, that one I feel more calm. The Chargers, like you said, they can charge her at any time, you know, but they, but I feel better about that one. All right, big game. We'll talk more about that a little later on today and then all day tomorrow as well. I got a thought about Jack Miller and the Gators. Is the Gators also play this weekend? The final game they will play in uniform this year. Uh, we'll talk about that when we return. This is 1010XL and 92.5 FM. I think it's a great opportunity for him to make a statement. He, a lot of people thought he could come in and, and be, you know, if not somebody that could compete with, with Anthony Richardson, could provide you know, uh, depth as a, as a backup, and, and none of that really played out because of the thumb surgery and how long it took him to come back from that. But uh, I do think it's an opportunity for him to, to state that he's not, you know, a forgotten man, that, um, you know, this is the start of his 2023 season. It's an old rock Thursday. Music the way it should be, or at least used to be, on The Frangie Show. Listen, the news on this old rock Thursday, you just heard Chris Doring, a guest of the drill yesterday morning, talking about Florida starting quarterback Jack Miller going up against Oregon State in the Las Vegas Bowl on Saturday. It's almost here, too. Yeah, and, and the, the word is he's looked really good in practice. Now, practice is practice. It's not the same as going looking good. And look. Florida has a stout defense, so I'm sure yeah. looking good in practice is, is excellent. And before you – I know I know Oregon State's a 10-point favorite in this game. They're probably going to win the game. And Florida's without some guys, and I have no idea if Oregon State's without anybody or has anybody. You got Florida's got a quarterback playing for the first time, but they did beat or they did beat Utah, and SEC snob alerts coming here. Okay, so indulge me. The Pac-12 is not the SEC. It's not. I don't know. Oregon State's what nine and three. Yes. Again, SEC snob alert yet again. Indulge me. What would they have been in? What would they have been if they had played in the SEC West? Two and ten, <laughs> at least at least <laughs> six and six, probably right. Yeah, kind of what Florida is. They wouldn't be going to a bowl. Game. You would. You wouldn't think. I wouldn't. Think. You wouldn't think they'd be a nine-win team if they were playing in the SEC. And again, I know that sounds like SEC snobbery, and maybe it is, but it is my opinion. It, it, it is my honest opinion. You know that that they wouldn't be if they were playing in the league. So, so for me, yeah, I think uh, they beat teams like Boise State, Fresno State, Montana State. It'd they be lost a, of, a close from the USC. It'll be a lot of states. Okay, I mean, I mean, <laughs> they beat know. Oregon. They were ninth when they beat Oregon, and that's right. And, and they 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 beat Oregon, and they're ranked, and they're and they and they may be again. They may be better than I realize, but it, it, I don't feel the same way I'd feel if they were playing uh, an SEC team. So 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 we'll see. And, and Florida played a lot of teams close. Now, having said all that, I think Oregon State's going to win the game. But so what about this? What if Jack Miller's good in the game? Forget. Boy, you love asking those questions. I do. Well, no, but 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 I, but I got but I got another twist on it. Okay, okay, I got another twist on it. Not only what is it because you've already pretty much said he's transferring to Fordham after the right, game. Okay, yes, he's going to be a paladin. He's Hayes is looking Furman. forward to welcoming Furman. in Graham Mertz. Yeah, as Jack yeah, yeah. yeah. Hayes, Hayes has this guy uh, now starting at quarterback for UTEP. Okay, Jack Miller. But but uh, let me ask a serious question: If he's if he's twenty two of twenty eight plays well. Does it is it is it does it make it look bad for Anthony Richardson or 
Billy Napier for playing Anthony Richardson. I know he's hurt. I mean, but obviously, you, my guess is he wasn't incapable of playing the last two or three weeks, right? Right. And, and I'm not saying Richardson didn't play well, but just yeah, pick and throw it. I, I think the games that, again, with Richardson, where it would have been nice to have Miller available, would have been Kentucky and USF. Um, USF, they were very fortunate to win. Kentucky, they really should have won if if Richardson doesn't just – hand the game to Kentucky on a silver platter uh, with a pick six uh, that required zero uh, execution really by the defense other than catching the ball and running in a straight line. And uh, another pick in, that he threw where Kentucky takes over at like the Florida five. Right. Um, the games late in the year, I don't feel like those games were as much on Richardson. There were that. moments where, you know, like we made fun of the fact that he threw the Hail Mary out of bounds against Vanderbilt but Vanderbilt was bad defense, uh, fumbling a punt return, you know, for a touchdown, um, you know, against Florida State. The story of that game is you can't get Jordan Travis down twice when you have him, and uh, and those end up being touchdowns. That's why you lost that game. So, I I I get what you're saying in terms of does it reflect on Napier and Richardson if Jack Miller plays well? I don't think so. Bowl games are just tough in general. Oregon State appears to be a team that's going to be fired up to play this game. They don't go to a, you know, they don't go to bowls all that often. They're playing a team that they don't get a chance to see very often. A logo right. uh, from the SEC, I, you know, I, I, I'd be interested in knowing the last time Oregon State played a team from well, the SEC. So, my, you, you have to feel like they're going to be ready. But it's a bowl game on December 17th. You have no idea. Yeah. So Oregon State might lay a complete egg. Yeah, the, you, your point's a very good one. The, the, the one point you just made is dead on. This is the equivalent of the Florida basketball team in the NIT playing North Carolina. They're playing a brand. The Florida basketball is not a brand. Okay, North Carolina is. Oregon State football is not a brand. Florida is. So you get a chance to play a brand. That, that's kind of your point. And, you, and, and, I, and I think they will be ready to play in this game, and I, and I think they're probably going to beat Florida. But, again, I, and, and let me be clear about this, too. You made the best point of all, Hayes, after the regular season. Florida's season went bad because of the defense. Right. They scored, they, that, that's why. And we know that. It didn't go bad because of Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson wasn't as good in some areas as, as I thought he would have been. He was inaccurate at times. He didn't have a great knack and instant. But he's not why they lost six games. They lost six games because they couldn't stop the three of us running the veer. That's right. why. That's why they. That's why they. They. That's why they lost the six games. I mean, Brooks would have run for three hundred twenty oh, yards imagine, and six you imagine, touchdowns. You know, she wins the Heisman. Yeah. I don't mean gets to New York. She right. wins the Heisman. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think getting to ten wins matters so much to Oregon State. Getting to seven wins, I don't know how much that matters to this Florida team. I agree with you. I, I think – I do it's think – It's better to have a losing record – I mean, better to have a winning record than a losing yeah. record, but I still don't know that that's enough of a carrot. Yeah. yeah, now I do think they play hard for him. The one thing that has been consistent, they even in the Vanderbilt game, they didn't lay down. They played lousy and had a bunch of penalties. Right. But they, there wasn't a time I can remember in my mind in the 12 games they didn't get after it for him. They just weren't very good. And I do think you got some guys that want to put stuff on tape. I, I do think there's – you know. Dexter, for sure. I'm sorry? Dexter, for sure. Oh, yeah. But, I, but I, even some of the guys coming back, I think this is a this is an important game. You're right. As far as the pro guys, Dexter, Ricky Pearsall, is he coming out? 
I think he's coming back is to he, Florida. Is he coming back? Okay, is but, the belief. Yeah, but but either who, whatever. He it, it's important for the two running backs, even though they are coming back. So, have so, you seen who's starting at right guard? Yes, yeah, I have seen Cameron Waits. <laughs> I'm excited. I, I I I'm I'm excited and curious. You know, now look, they've lost a lot of guys. Remember the the, the one Joshua Braun left at midseason and quit the team, mm-hmm. and now he's where Arkansas, Arkansas. Where he landed. You know, and Torrance isn't playing in the game, and Richie Leonard, who would be the backup, is hurt. Right, so, he's a lower body. Injury. So they're down to the fourth fourth option there. Who's yeah, I'm, I'm six a, eight, three hundred and seventy three pounds. That's a big fourth option. That's a big. That, yeah. I like at least yeah. the size. Yeah. I mean, if we we kind of joked about Desmond Watson all right. throughout last season yeah. and a little yeah. bit this season, he's proved to be a pretty good nose tackle even at that size. And this guy is obviously also massive. If, if Watson loses thirty pounds this off season, yeah. he's got a chance to be phenomenal. Yeah, I agree. it's just a question of can he do it. It, but I will give him credit because the fact that he can play at the level he's played at at that size, it, it, what it tells you is there is an incredible player in there. Yeah. If if they can get him motivated, he's a great athlete. Yeah. To get yeah, Des Watson's a great athlete. He's just four hundred fifteen pounds, but he's he's a guy that you said lose thirty pounds. If he could lose like. 80? Well, maybe like 30 this year and yeah. 30 like the next year. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but it, but he could you could play at 350. You know, you just can't play at 450. You know, you could I mean, you could there's there's defensive linemen who have played at 350 in, in this day and age. So, but we'll see. I I find when they announced they were they were going to go to a bowl, well, I was hoping it was here. I was hoping they'd get to Jacksonville so I could I'm um, calling the game, so I'd, I'd like to call it or see it. Um when it wasn't going to be here, I thought maybe it'd be Orlando. When when I heard, heard they were going to the Vegas Bowl, against a Pac-12 team that I know nothing about. I kind of lost interest. I said, I'll watch it. I mean, I'm, in fact, we're going to – Suzanne and I are going to be doing some stuff on her kind of her birthday weekend, so I'll, I'll watch, I won't watch all of it. But the more the, – the closer it gets, the fact that, that, that I'm hearing the quarterback looks – at least I know who's playing quarterback, you know, that, it, that he looks pretty good in practice, that, uh, that it's a 10-point line, not a 25-point line. College, college football has got their 25-point line – but college football has the bigger lines. That's some of the biggest lines you'll ever see. Sure. And so, um, yeah, I, I think all of the buildup has made me more intrigued with the game than I was otherwise. I guess that's the point. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I'm anxious to see how Florida plays. Uh, I just think there's been so much attrition. It's just going to be awfully difficult for them. And I, and I'm not expecting Jack Miller to play well. I mean, I think you're looking at. Nine of twenty-three for a hundred and eight yards and no touchdowns and a couple of turnovers is what I'm expecting. I, I think you know with Montreal Johnson and and Trevor Etienne they have a chance to keep it close, but you know, I, and I will say this: I mean, I, I do I do think Oregon State and the SEC would struggle to make a bowl game, but they do have some nice pieces and they are confident because they didn't have to go through that stretch, so they've stepped on the field 12 times and won nine games. Uh, so they are four of their last five. Yeah. So they're a confident team to Gibby's point. They just beat their arch rival and, and Oregon is, is a, is a pretty good team. So uh, I, I think it's going to be a, a tough day. I think, I think Florida is, is playing a team that, you know, this is one that if you're in Oregon state uh, die hard, you know, you're going to be talking about beating Florida in a bowl game for a long time. I mean that your program doesn't hit heights, that are that much better than that and won't for the next 25 years. So I, I think it's a big day for Oregon State. It looks like, to your question, Hayes, the last time Oregon State played an SEC team 
2004. Okay. They lost to LSU 22-21 in the opener in overtime. Oh, interesting. That That was Jamarcus Russell and Dwayne Bowe. How about that? Wow. That's now, been that they, long. Yeah, wow. it's been a long time. But, but they've played Texas and Missouri since then, but they aren't in the SEC. Well, Missouri is, Texas isn't But they yet. weren't at the time. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. But, yeah, 2004 against LSU. Great stat. How, how about that? It's a great stat. I, I, I would have guessed more recent. The quarterback for Oregon State in 2004. What do you got? Uh, hang on. Hang on. The quarterback. As a senior in college, I have nothing. The quarterback for Oregon State. So I'm assuming this is somebody we will know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you've heard the name, but I don't on. know if you'll know it. Hang on. Hang on. Hang Oof. On. Played in the NFL for a while. Probably more than a while, actually. Uh, is it? It's not. Uh, no, he, I don't think Achilles Smith didn't play at Oregon State. No, he played he? at Oregon. Oregon, right? Um, played in the NFL. I, I, I'm, I'm, I think we're going to kick ourselves when we hear this. Yeah, he was might. a six-round pick of the Ravens in 2005. This quarterback. Now you got me. Yeah, you got me. Derek Anderson. Derek okay. Anderson, big tall guy, six foot six guy. I should have had that. You know what? I should not have. He wore number. <laughs> by the way, he wore number three. Okay. There you go. Oh you, you've God. got to be kidding. He, me. I think he wore number three at Oregon State. Someone please find that. See if I've lost my. I think he wore number three. I think he was six foot six, and he wore number three at Oregon State. I, I'm, that's what I'm going with. I'm remember now. I'm the idiot that couldn't remember his name. Okay, <laughs> before that is just. I think he wore, I, I think I, he wore number three. Remarkable. Yeah, he wore number three. He okay, did. So there you go. So, wow. I, so I remember the number, big, tall number three guy. So there's that. The only set I have for you is watch out for Damian Martinez. He's carried the ball 158 times this season for almost 1,000 yards. He's averaging 6.1 yards per carry you for know, Oregon State. You know what you do? You stack the box against Damian Martinez. That's correct. That's, I've always thought that. Every big time Dez so, is going to come in handy. Yeah. I was going to say, because the Gators are down not just Torrance yeah. and Richardson. Right. They're down Ventrell Miller. Well, that's the big one. Yeah. I mean, the big the big one's Ventrell Miller. Right. So they're a different so team. So the worst defense Florida basically has ever had is right. down their best player. Right. And, right. and not only the best player, but with the possible exception of Gervon Dexter, a guy that's by a wide margin their best player. Yeah. I mean by a by a wide margin their best defensive player. So uh do you think he plays in the NFL? Ventrell? Yeah. Yeah, four years. I think he does because there's a lot of guys that you I didn't think he does. That, I mean, I, I can, I'll give you an example. So James Houston was at Florida. James Houston was never hardly played. Yeah. In, fact, in fact, he and Ventro mm-hmm. Miller were the, he was 41 and Miller was 51, and they were both backups. No one got upset when he left. Nobody got upset. He I don't remember where he went. Where, wherever he went, I thought he went Jackson to, State or Tennessee yeah. State or one of those a small school. I watched him come off the edge for the Lions the other day. He's a big time NFL pass rusher. Absolutely. Now, now how did James Houston? Who he neither he nor Ventrell Miller could get on the field. He left and nobody even noticed. I don't ever remember them using him as a pass rusher. He no. was an inside linebacker. He's a heck of a pass rusher for the Lions. You know, he came flying again. He's the guy that almost caused a bad injury to Trevor Lawrence. So think about that for a second. So who knows? So Ventrell Miller was as good as James Houston, wasn't he? Jackson yeah. State. Yeah, Jackson State. Okay. So I mean, think about that. Wow. So anyway. hard to believe. Let's take a break. we got a lot more to do. This is 1010XL. One hour to go on our program. Uh, stay with us. It's an old rock Thursday. Music the way it should be, or at least used to be, on The Frangie Show. I didn't. I've never yeah. seen that. Do they still tour? 
No, no, no. They can't because he's got the thing now. You, you, you don't know the story? No. So uh, I saw him when they're here for the Super Bowl in the eighties. The uh, I, and I can tell you, I mean I, heard, I saw him in the Super Bowl in the nineties, but I'm a big fan of theirs in the eighties. I'll tell you this: my in the mid eighties, when I was um, single and working at the Times Union, tend to drink a lot. Mm-hmm. They, this was the go-to band. Yeah, we loved them. So he's got something. I forget what it's called with his ear. Like a hearing thing. Oh, like tinnitus or something it's like not, that. It's not tinnitus. We all tinnitus is just ringing in your ears that people might just tend to have. But it's some it's some sort of a disease that he can't hear, and therefore can't sing to the. Oh wow! The, it, it's called something, but he so he can't perform. He's done. And, and they Meniere's hate, disease. What is it? Meniere's. I may not it, be pronouncing it correctly. Is that what it is? But that's what it says. But so he's got that. So whatever that is. It disallows him to hear properly. And we can't fix that medical science. <laughs> I, I'm with you because I mean I want to see Huey, Huey Lewis right. in the news yeah. in concert. Of course, and, and, and Hayes, it's so sad because they they're all they're all still good friends, and they all wanted to they all wanted to uh, uh, play again, and they tried, but there's no Huey Lewis in the news without Huey Lewis. He, yeah, it's not like the it's not like the second guy can go sing the songs. Okay, no, it's Huey freaking Lewis. So. That's a shame. So that's what. So he has a he has unfortunately had a disability. Yeah, a disability that oh. has ended his career. Has ended his. Yeah, that's all. He awesome. was on the the Sunday morning news and they did a big story, the Sunday morning show, whatever, and uh, CBS Sunday morning, and they t- did a big story. But he says it breaks his heart. He, he, but he can't. He does. They don't think there's a cure for it, so he's never going to be able to perform again. Isn't that awful? That is awful. It's a terrible. Why? Well, I, I mean, I'd be fine with him just getting up there and lip syncing. Yeah, so would I. <laughs> That's a great point, but I, I I'm like you. It was uh, but he was the he was Lewis in the news back in the day, I and mean, that was all. They were all the rage. So he was diagnosed in 2018. Yeah, but he can't, but he can't, but there's no cure for it, right? There's no cure. Yeah, so no cure. That's awful. It is all because that's one. That's one you'd have to go see. Let Let's say he didn't have that, and he was one last. He's probably in his 70s or whatever. So one last, one last run. Yeah, you'd have to go see that one. Absolutely. That, that's one you could not go see. Right. You couldn't. You could. Remember the movie he did with Gwyneth Paltrow. He was the dad, and she. And they were both singers. I don't. You've watched. Wait, wait, you know every movie ever made. How do you not I know don't that know one? This movie. Uh, they sang together in the movie. Geez. Wow. They wow. sang together in the movie. Yeah, yeah. He was a singer, and she was a singer. I never saw like a lot of her like okay. Emma's and uh, anyway, like see, romantic. There was, there was some things. movie he was in with her, and they both sang together in the movie. And they were. He was the dad. He was her dad in the movie. The song they sang was "Cruising," wasn't it? Yes. Okay. That was the song. The okay. movie was duets. Du- duets. I never saw it. That was that, a good song, too. Is it possible there's a movie you yeah. didn't see? I haven't seen a lot of movies. Okay. I, that, no, I, th- no, that's not true. That's the only one. <laughs> that's, I'm standing by that. Uh, the 49ers play tonight. Um, man, they are. That guy's a good coach. He is. That guy. I mean, he's a. I mean, he is a real. He's got to get a ring, but he almost. Mm-hmm. He might be a better coach than his dad. Is it possible that if he gets a ring, he's a better coach than his dad? I th- I think it is. I mean, you know, it, I think Mike Shanahan was a great coach, but it helps when you have John Elway. And you know, with the thing with Mike Shanahan that was so innovative is how they blocked so well with that scheme that he literally could have any running back in the league and turn them into a sixteen hundred yard rusher. I mean, when you think about the backs the Broncos had during that run, everybody obviously remembers uh, Terrell Davis, but they had a, a, a line of guys that uh, Olandis Gary, Clinton Portis, Mike Anderson. I mean, it was amazing how, uh, how, how Denver just always could produce a big-time running game because of Mike Shanahan's scheme. So uh, 
I think Kyle would need to win a ring. Like, I think Mike Shanahan deserves Hall of Fame consideration. He's, he's won two rings. I think Tom Coughlin should get in before Mike Shanahan, but right. they're both worthy. And uh, um, But, yeah, I think Kyle Shanahan is, is showing. I mean, again, what his dad was with running backs, Kyle has sort of turned into with quarterbacks. I mean, Matt Ryan had his best year with Kyle Shanahan, won the MVP. You're seeing a year this year where – uh, they've lost their starter in Trey Lance. Okay, so you bring in, bring kind of back into the fold Garoppolo, who's had a very fine season. He gets hurt. You move on to Brock Purdy, who's a late seventh round pick, the final pick of the draft, and he's been phenomenal uh, through two games. So the fact that they've had that much attrition and have been able to, uh, you know, stay at winning at such a high level, they don't have Debo Samuel now. Um, you know, that's another challenge. So they, they've had a lot of injuries elsewhere, and, and it helps that they've got a great defense. But, yeah, I think Kyle Shanahan's done a, a great job. I mean, I, he's not going to, I think, win Coach of the Year, obviously, because of what Sirianni's doing in Philadelphia. Um, but, I mean, he is he is worthy of being on the on the ballot. And, uh, yeah, but he to, to your point in terms of his dad, he'd have to win a ring. I mean, his dad's got two. Yes. Are there any other teams that could lose their starting quarterback and still win well, they important could, games? I think Philadelphia could because I like yeah. Minshew. Okay. I, I think Minshew Min- could guide them a little bit. That's okay. a great call. If, That's a great. He he is with that team, Gardner Minshew. They would. It's a great question, by the way. And Jalen Hurts yeah, probably is going to win the MVP. Yeah, that that I would, mean, has a great chance at it. That's why I'm glad. I'm glad you asked that, Lauren. I got me thinking. That'd be one. That's that's the best answer. He gave you the best answer. That, that's the best answer. I'm trying to look at the other good teams. Dallas won with Cooper Rush. You know, they now, did. Could, could they continue yep. to do it? But they certainly did win. He was pretty good. Yeah, he was. He was pretty good. By the way, Brock Purdy. I know you guys know this. Against the Bucks, 76 percent completion percentage rating of 134. Yeah, yeah he's been great. Yeah, he, two and, straight games. And, and, but I'm trying to think. Buffalo would be done. Kansas City would be done. Correct and correct. Uh, I think the Ravens are done. Yeah. If Lamar is going to miss this week's games, yeah. we'll see if it, what he misses beyond that. Cincinnati would be no good. Cincinnati would be done. Tennessee, it doesn't really matter, yeah. um, but they'd be done. Um, I, I think Miami would be done. I don't even know who the backup is. Oh, we should know it. Well, they've been they've gone through it, that too. It's, it's, I think uh, it was Bridgewater, but he yeah. got hurt too, right? Yeah, but they they'd be done. Yeah, uh, Chargers. The Patriots probably wouldn't be because. Uh, Zapke played pretty yeah, well, and they're not. And they're and not they're quarterback not, centric. And they're yeah, they're not yeah. leaning on Mac. Yeah, um, but that, the Vikings, but I think, would be done. The Eagles and the Cowboys are the two that have the the Cowboys showed it, and the Eagles, I think, could too. But you're right; it's unusual. I mean, if you think about it, the 49ers really lost two guys because they did. I mean, I mean, they lost. I mean, Purdy's their third choice. Yeah, I mean, they're they're using their third guy to start the season. You know, and if he keeps playing like this, don't you think he'll get starting interest elsewhere with all these quarterback needy see, teams? See, that's what I like, wonder. Isn't he better than maybe Daniel Jones or and, Zach Wilson? And, and, and or that that's what Mike I White? wonder is would he would he get it or or is the theory just doesn't matter who plays quarterback for them? I even wonder if this hurts Jimmy G on the open market a little bit that that almost anybody can win there. That they they've won they are sitting nothing they, hurts Jimmy G. They've won, <laughs> they've won six games in a row, five of those games by double digits. And the six-game winning streak they've had, in a six-game winning streak, they've won 31-14, 22-16 was a close win against the Chargers, 38-10, 13-0, 33-17, 35-7. I mean, they're rolling people. I mean, they beat Tom Brady the Bucks. They beat the Dolphins, who were pretty good. 
They beat they beat Arizona thirty eight to ten. You know they beat the Rams thirty one fourteen. I mean, I mean they're 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 rolling people now. So, they haven't lost since they acquired McCaffrey. That's right. That that's exactly right. So I mean, they might, with apologies to Philadelphia and Dallas, they might be the team to beat in the NFC. Maybe uh, Brock Purdy. What's interesting is a lot of players will have the great first four games, and then. The league gets enough tape on them. They start to kind of figure out, okay, this is what we can take away. You know, the counterpunch comes, and can the player combat that? Most times, often, they cannot. Um, Brock Purdy is in that mode now where he's still so new. I don't know that defenses really know exactly how to play him yet. Um, They'll start to figure that out as he gets into start four, five, six. And, And so that's the... That's where it's it, you always have to take a breath when you're talking about a quarterback that's done well early on. It's really impressive. Will it have sustainability? It's to me, it's too early to to say that. My guess is it won't. Um, and and you know it, it it'll be difficult for him. Garoppolo is out until at least the divisional round. Uh, so it San Francisco has a great team. I have to I have to think that at some point Brock Purdy will cost them. We'll see what happens. The second break. When we come back, a little bit. I thought one quick thought about college basketball, and Bob Petrino's back in football. Have you seen it? Yeah. Coaches mm-hmm. people don't like so much. I want to talk about that as well. Stay with us. Huey Lewis and the news on Old Rock Thursday today. What genre would you say is this? Is pop. Yeah. Yeah. Rock. Kind of that pop rock. Yeah. That pop rock, yeah, yeah. This song, by the way, is used magnificently in the movie American Psycho. It really? will change if, 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 and that's not a movie you guys would get have right. a whole lot of interest in. But uh, I like the song. But then you see that movie and you think of the song in a totally different way. <laughs> Interesting. So I got to ask you, by the way. I'm going to ask you this all day. So you told I don't know if it was during a break or on the air yesterday. You you has said, said Hayes. Did you like 90s punk? And they said, yeah. You said, I love 90s punk. I said, you did? You said, oh, yeah. I, 70s rock, 90s punk, and country. Where did that come from? I've known you 10 years. Well, I don't Why listen to share, punk at all you share anymore. that with me? I, didn't, I, didn't, I had no idea. I, I had no we idea would that never talk about MXPX or the, any of those bands because you never listened not, to those. I no, I don't. I never. Did you know that? That was part of I never knew that the Lauren Brooks not. songbook was Beatles, Zach Brown, and Screeching Weasel. I had, I had no idea. So it started with... You were in high school, maybe? Oh, yes. When I had my first car, I would drive around okay. A1A the with the windows down, and I would blare. Because at the time, that was what was popular. It was yeah. like Sublime, Offspring, Blink-182, Green Day. That was all that okay. genre that was very popular. And so I thought I was very cool. I got you. I was not, I but I thought I was very yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Now, those would, ba- now, yeah. now, you're right. They're... 90s punk is Blink-182 and Green Day and Sublime are all considered that. But they're also considered good bands, too, right? I mean, they're, they're, I mean my daughter loved those bands. You know, and she was, I mean. I'm you can like, be a good band and be You're punk. right. I, sh- I, I mean, it, it, it's And not, I shouldn't have said it like that. But, I yeah. mean, I thought of those as more than just punk. Is it, like, I would think of Rancid yeah. is a punk band. Rancid is a punk band. You know, but what I would think of these others is more of a crossover to rock. Is that yeah, I Closer. mean, well, and again, this goes into the whole like, you know, 
Green Day took a lot of backlash in the punk community because they became pop when they like. became huge. Yeah, yeah you know, right. so there was that whole like, you know, it, again, it kind of stemmed, you know, a little bit in the same fashion of like Kurt Cobain and Nirvana. Like, I'm right. not doing this to be famous. I don't want to be famous. Right. Right. Well, you're a rock star, so you're going to be famous. <laughs> right. But I don't, you know, but I don't want the. Okay. Well, you know yeah. that whole dichotomy. Whereas in the '80s, it was like, yes, I'm, I'm. We we started a band. Yeah. To become famous, <laughs> right. to become rich yeah. and get girl, you know, it, it was a totally different mindset. Yeah. Anyway, I so I, I would have thought if I was listening to new music then, Green Day, who I like, is a very good band. Blink One Eighty Two. I would have liked those bands. Sublime, I would have liked because my daughter played it a lot. Oh, I love Sublime. I don't think Screeching Weasels or Rancid is a band I would have liked. You know what I mean? It's just to me, it was different. Yeah, a little bit. Different. I bet you I could play some rancid songs that you would like, and maybe even know. I don't know about no. They but, have a but, couple. There's right. one time bomb you you might know right, if right. you heard in so Salvation. Maybe I like it more, more than I realize. Yeah, the that thing that's sometimes. the thing that's funny with rancid songs is they're all about ninety seconds long. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> they're like I mean literally like a long song for rancid is like, and they were Operation Ivy kind of before rancid, but a long song for them is like yeah, so, two minutes and twenty seconds. Okay. Well, there you go. So I learned that, something that would about be like road. stairway to heaven for. for right. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. I get yeah, it. I I cannot say that I've necessarily sought out the that music. I mean, other than probably Sublime and Green Day, I haven't. Yep. I can't say that I've sought that it, out in way, many, many, many years. In Green Day, whatever genre you want to put them in, Green Day was a great band. I mean, they, they were they were that that stuff was was really good. Absolutely. It was, I mean, really, really good. Stuff. I also did love you ever, reggae. Yeah, I did, love reggae. Did you ever like the Ramones? You know what I. Pr- they weren't my thing, but I listened to them a lot because everybody I knew said they were in the punk era, mm-hmm. way, way back in the punk era. Yeah, like I would bet yeah. you there's probably yeah. eight or nine Ramon songs that you would know. If, oh, there are. Yeah. There are. Yeah, there was a stretch there. I was, it was never my thing, but the Ramones were big enough, were, were big. They crossed over a lot. Yeah, so, so but no, it wasn't my thing, but certainly uh, familiar with them. All right, Bob Petrino's back coaching. What do you think of Bob Petrino? Scum of the Earth? What, what, com- what comes to mind first? Uh, to me, the football element comes in first. I mean, I, I think that I think he's one of the best play callers I've ever seen. Um, you know, and, and so from a football standpoint, I think he's about as good as it gets in terms of catching opponents off guard. Uh, you know, obviously he's a very flawed individual, um, but you know, I, I to, to me, I I think of the football element over the lack of integrity. I think of the scooter first and the fact that he hasn't had a major job in a long time because of that issue. I think the motorcycle is first for most people. I think the motorcycle – I even think the motorcycles before leaving the notes in the Falcon player's locker. I think it's motorcycle one. I think it's notes in the Falcon player's locker two. And sadly, to your point, Hayes, what a really good offensive football mind's three. Because he really was, he was a very, very good offensive football mind. He, uh, he, he, I mean, very good, very good offensive. He football. was here in what ninety nine, two thousand for somewhere the Jaguars, the, right around there. Okay, right, right, not for very long. Right, not for very long. But he was here under Tom Coughlin for a very first. But he was always a very, but he was a hard ass. I can remember when Illinois hired his brother Paul Petrino, and he and they're just just hard, angry people. And you know the guy that the guy that learned the most from the Petrino world was Jeff Brom. Jeff Brom was under the Petrinos everywhere and then went on to become his successful, more successful college coach than any of them. You know, it was interesting stuff. But I found, I found it interesting that he's, he's back in the game. 
He's back in the game again. Uh, quick college basketball thought. But the Gators looked good last night. Did you watch them? I Hayes watched and I, and I, watched the half. I was I was watching soccer. <laughs> oh, that's right. You went to soccer. Playoff did, soccer. Did, did we win or lose? Unfortunately, Bender lost. Uh, they it was a great game. On a Bender game. lost. On a Bender lost. The other team scored. It was one nothing. They came back tied at one one. Elimination the team game. Scored. It was yeah. Okay. Two to one. They came back tied at two two. Then it was three two three three yeah. four three four four. So as far as soccer goes, for people who don't love when it's one nothing. Uh, or one nil. Uh, okay. It was very exciting, but then in the extra time, it was sudden death, and the other team go- got a goal in like a minute uh, and a half. So we're eliminated. Yes, this season is over. Uh, they will start another season. Uh, I'm sure next year. I was gonna say, but the nice thing about the soccer, the next season starts in like two weeks, right? Don't they have seasons like year round? They do. Yeah, they'll play the finals. Had they won, the finals would have been early January. Right. So they get a few weeks off, which is just nice. like the NHL. The NHL they award the Stanley Cup. Take a week off and start the season. That's yeah, right. it's very similar to that. They're kind of like that. So I watched the Gators a little bit last night. I'm trying to figure them out because Hayes and I watched the first half, and they, they were up 42-18 at the half when we left the Isle of Wing. So when they play these lousy teams, they look like a great team playing a lousy team. But when they play really good teams, they don't. you know what I mean? It's weird, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they were – I mean, Ohio's not very good, but Ohio took Michigan overtime in Ann Arbor. Michigan's good. And Michigan's a place where Colin Castleton couldn't get on the court. So Ohio takes them to overtime, and Florida's up 42-18 at the half. Again, I've said along, I think it's going to be a really tough year. But maybe I'm – am I wrong about that? Because you think I am. You think, there's gonna, you think they're going to be okay. I think they're going to be okay. I, I, I think it's going to be a, a similar season to what you're used to with Florida, uh, which I think is a big accomplishment for Todd Golden to come in in the league this deep and, you know, finish top six, top seven. I mean, I think it's going to – I think Florida is going to be right on the bubble in terms of the NCAA tournament. Uh, but I think stepping into the SEC now uh, is, a, is a difficult challenge because there are so many programs that have great coaches and a lot of momentum. So I would be surprised, you know, assuming they don't get a lot of injuries, I would be surprised if they're, what'd you say, 7 and 11, something yeah, like I, that? I think they're going to be I would be surprised if it's that time. bad. Yeah. I'd be surprised. I, I, I think they've got some good pieces. I, again, I think. I think you're going to see this with Todd Golden. I think, and this is fine because this is exactly how you want your college basketball team to be. You want your college basketball team to be much better in February and March than mm-hmm. they were in November and December. And I think you're going to see that with Todd Golden. I think that's going to be a pattern because of the, his style is so meticulous that I think it takes him some time to figure out exactly how he wants to play. And I think it takes the players some time to sort of figure it out. And, and I think that process is, is ongoing. They're going to have some more games where they get killed. I mean, I, I you know, they, and the schedule's so tough. You, look, you were laying it out the other day. I mean, they're going to have games this season where they get beat by 20 by somebody. But I do think that they're going to more than hold their own uh, in the large part of the rest of the season. And then I think you get to the postseason and you hope that yeah. that's when you're peaking. Yeah, but the SEC is really good, boy. It really is really good. If Kyle Lofton plays like he did last night, and again, the opponent's different than the next opponent in Oklahoma, or certainly Auburn after that. But if he plays like that, and if Colin Castleton can come back to kind of because he obviously just last night had six points, he's still struggling. Yeah, he's still struggling. Assuming that change, I'm assuming that's going to change. Me too. Then you've got that athleticism with Fudge. I mean, that block was yeah. insane. And your your point, and if Wacy can shoot. I mean, I think they've got some pieces. Your point about Lofton's a good one. He's the guy that's got to take it to the next level. Chris Harry told us that on the air a mm-hmm. week ago. He's the guy that can be special because he's. 
mean, he's 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 the floor general. He's the guy that's going to play 35 minutes. He's the one that – he can make a difference for them. That's the one guy that can make a difference for them. He, and against UConn, he had – against UConn, he had no points. Yeah, and, and he was coming – he was – Coming off an injury, still probably right. hurt, and Correct. he was hurt in the preseason. So part of it's you got to get healthy, but uh, but uh, so so we'll see. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, Lauren's going to wrap the program with news and notes. That's after this. Stay with us. Did we decide this is the anthem? That's Hayes' anthem. We all we all had a different anthem. Absolutely, I would say this is too for me. Yep. It's a good one, that's for sure. I also I- love Back to the Future. So it's a great great yeah. movie. Yeah. News and notes, as always, brought to you by Doubled Up Sport Fishing Charters. If you are still looking for a Christmas present for someone that you love and they love fishing, well, then I highly recommend getting them a half day, a full day, or even an overnight private fishing charter aboard the luxury. I mean, it is gorgeous. Custom Carolina. You can go on Instagram and find it on Facebook. DoubledUpSportFishingCharters.com is where you find them online. Captain John Sheffield is the best, and so you will give a wonderful Christmas present. I might just give one to myself. All right, we've got... Football tonight, gentlemen. We talked about Brock Purdy and the 49ers, but who you got? 49ers at Seahawks. Uh, 49ers. I, I, I'm going against a, the 12th man. Yeah, the, the, the Legion of Boom. I, I have a hard time picking anybody to beat the 49ers in anything right now. I'm, I'm really impressed with them. I agree. I, I think, again, Brock Purdy is, is probably going to have another couple of games before teams really kind of figure him out if they're able to. And so I, I think it makes it tough, short week. Uh, Seattle feels like they've lost a little bit of momentum. So I think a close game, but I think the 49ers win a low-scoring game. Yeah, I think that will be uh, fun to watch. Did you see that Drew Brees will be an assistant interim coach with Purdue? Yeah, you know what? I get the sense. I think that's great. Do you get the sense that Drew Brees isn't quite sure what to do? Yeah, because he was going to do broadcasting, and that didn't work out. That didn't go well, and and he— yeah, he. I get the impression he's not sure what the next step is. So maybe coaching winds up being it. Yeah, I would have guessed NFL, not college. But so we'll see. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, I, that would get my attention if I was a high school quarterback and you know was looking at at th- that kind of school. Drew Brees is there. Yeah, sign me up. He'll be able to recruit via an NCAA waiver, which is surprising to me that that you can get a waiver in order to recruit as an assistant interim. Well, well, they don't have a head coach. Did they name a guy? Oh, they did. They named Ryan Walters their head coach. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, so I was thinking maybe that was – yeah, good point. Good point. Very Uh, good. Speaking of college football coaches, here is one person's list of new FBS – this is on USA Today – new FBS college football coaches grading – so not the ones that just coached this first year, but as far as the new hires. And A goes to only two guys, Luke Fickle, Wisconsin, and Matt Rule, Nebraska. Only two to get an I'd a. have to look at who some of the other hires so far have been. Um, I can go through the rest of the list. By the way, I was shocked to learn Luke Fickle is going to coach Wisconsin in the bowl game. Yeah. Oh, is he? I, I've never heard of that before. I haven't either. Is that right? What? Yeah. So I, I guess he I retained like six of the assistants so far, but he is actually going to serve as head coach in the bowl game. That I've never heard that either. Yeah. I've never heard that either. All right, so A minus Jeff Brom Louisville and Hugh Freeze Auburn. Okay. B plus Deion Sanders Colorado. C plus Brent Key Georgia Tech. These are just the ones yeah, I yeah. cherry pick that we care about. Yeah, I to me Hugh Hugh Freeze is by far the best hire. Um, so you would have had him in an A by 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 a wide margin. I think he's a really good coach. So we'll, we'll see if I'm right or not. Um, people love Matt Rule. Matt Rule, I'm scarred a little bit because he was so bad in the NFL. Yeah, I wouldn't give that name. Yeah. Um, I and I'd give Deion Sanders an A. I would Colorado. too. 
I would too. So so uh, yeah. So I uh, I think we're close. I, Hugh Freeze, I think, is the best hire of the offseason. That that that's number one for me. That one's number one. I also think Luke Fickle's. I think Luke Fickle's a good coach. We're about to see how good because it's it's different coaching Cincinnati in the American Athletic Conference than it is coaching in the Big Ten. So we're about to find out. By the way, as I was going through the list, I realized that I don't think I could have told you who the new Stanford head coach is, like off the top of my head. Troy Taylor? Yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about him. I was surprised that they hired He's him. He's a Cal guy, played quarterback at Cal. Okay. And made what his, was his number? Made his name. <laughs> that I don't remember. <laughs> that I don't know. But if I, you but got I do, that, But I do want to remind you that Derek Anderson <laughs> is number three, okay, in, in case you're wondering, at Oregon State. Uh, were you surprised at all that the University of California Regents cleared the way for UCLA to join the Big Ten? No, they would not have done it. They would not have accepted the invitation if they didn't know that was going to go through. There was some talk about the fact that the Board of Regents might block it. There's no chance it would have ever – the Big Ten wouldn't have formally offered them, and they wouldn't have formally accepted if that, there was any chance that wasn't going through. They knew that ahead of time. Correct, and, and there's buzz now that Oklahoma and Texas might join the SEC in 24 instead of having yeah. to wait until 25. So hopefully that can happen. I'm ready for all this stuff to mm-hmm. happen. You know, it, it just it's silly that it's taken this long. So figure it out. I want the Sooners and Longhorns in the SEC. We talked about this a little bit uh, as far as Trevor Lawrence not practicing yesterday. He was at practice and was throwing today. So you're not concerned in the least, correct? Not no. at all. Not, not the, look, he didn't practice last week and he played. My guess is this week he probably could have practiced, but they found a little thing. While he's hurt, they found a little something that worked. That's hey, my opinion. Don't mess with the streak. That's exactly right. But Trayvon Walker was not at practice, at least during the portion that media was able to view. So you asked the question earlier, how concerned are you? I do think this Cowboys team presents a serious threat, both passing and running, so you really want him out there. Yeah, they're not going to announce it until Sunday, I guess. But if it's a high ankle sprain, I think it'd be hard to play, right? I mean, I don't know if he's playing. Nobody, nobody, And they're wise not to tell anybody until they have to. But I've got to believe our history tells us if it's truly a high ankle, there aren't many guys that didn't at least miss a few games with a high ankle. Can you remember any? They had a high ankle and didn't miss time. I don't. Yeah, it seems like it's almost yeah. a guarantee that yeah. you miss the next one. Yeah, yeah. but so, I still think he plays. Yeah, so so we'll see. We'll see. Chapter twenty four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Playing through a high ankle. Do so you think he's going to play? I mean, if it's gun to my head, I'd probably say he's going to be inactive. But okay. I've got a. You just don't want to admit it. I don't want to. Admit I, you know it. what? I, I want Trayvon Walker out there <laughs> on right. Sunday, right. so I'm holding out hope. I can understand that. If you were Nick Sirianni, would you – or sorry, not Nick Sirianni. Uh, he's the head coach of the Eagles. If you were Mike McCarthy, the head coach of the Cowboys, would you have been at all annoyed by Micah's par- Micah Parsons' comments about Jalen Hurts? No. Just the fact that he's even talking yeah. about that team. I, I probably would have brought him in and said, let's make sure we, we uh, focus on the matter at hand. But he's been so good. Micah Parsons can pretty much do what he wants. I mean, he, he if, if I was his coach, he's been so – he is so good. Again, I think he might be the best defensive player in the league. I, I know there's people in that building – in the Jaguars building, I think he might be the best defensive player in the league. Maybe the best one they've had. They've had to block some some pass rushers now. I mean, I mean, they've already had Bosa. They've already had Chris Jones. They've you think it's a, you look at the teams they've played. They've had to block some pass rushers. Washington has yeah. an unbelievable right, right. front. Yeah, and the Jaguars were lucky that they didn't have to face uh, Chase at that point either. I'm looking at Wednesday's injury report, and yes, okay, Brandon Scherf was on the injury report yesterday. As far as did not practice with an abdomen injury. But the good news is, on today's injury report, he was able at least to be limited at practice today. Yeah, they, they're going to need Brandon. If Brandon doesn't play, you're probably going to see Walker Little in there, they're probably, rather than one of the rather than one of the guards. They like Blake Hans. 
Cole Van Lannan is no factor, but they, they like Blake Hans, so it could be him, but I would think you'd see Walker a little, but I think they – my guess is they're going to have Brent this year. I've got Week 15 quarterback power rankings according to Cody Benjamin. Number one, Patrick Mahomes. Number two, Jalen Hurts. Number three, Joe Burrow. Four, Josh Allen. Five, Justin Herbert. Six, Geno Smith. Seven, Kirk Cousins. And eight, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I think Would you a- have him higher than that, though? No, but I'd have him right there. I wouldn't have any lower either. I think that's about right. I think that's – you look at the best quarterbacks in the league. Hayes, I think that list is pretty – you might adjust some, but I think that list is pretty close. Who are the three behind Trevor? The three behind Trevor are nine, Justin Fields, ten, Jared Goff, and 11, Tua Tunga Vailoa. Yeah, close. I think I'd have Trevor eight. Yeah, yeah, I would too. Then Aaron Rodgers, 12, Dak Prescott, 13, Tom Brady, 14. I mentioned 13, of course, because that is the quarterback that yeah. the Jaguars face on Sunday, Dak yeah. Prescott. Yeah, the Cowboys have the better team. The Jaguars have the better quarterback. I'm, comfort- I'm confident and comfortable in saying that. All right, we've got – Florida, Oregon State on Saturday, kicking off at 2.30. Your excitement level, please, to watch said game. I mean, it's yeah, it's a Florida Bowl game. I mean, I'm, I certainly am going to watch it. My expectations are not very high. I think Oregon State wins and probably covers the spread. Um, but, I'm, you know, yeah, it's, it's in, I am curious to see what they do offensively uh, with Jack Miller. I defensively, I, I guess I'm, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, there's nothing defensively. I can't even come up with something defensively. I mean, defensively, you just close your eyes or go to the bathroom or just hope that, <laughs> you know, you get a couple of stops. Um, you know, maybe somebody surprises you. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, I, I'm getting more excited about it as it gets closer. I'm not expecting much, but I'm excited to watch it. You got to understand with me, Lauren, and I know that you do, that when the Pirates are 60 and 101 <laughs> with one game left against the Reds, I'm excited. Okay. So, so I mean, that, that's kind of who I am. I'm not a normal human being. I don't claim to be. What will so your I'm very excited game about. plan be? You've got birthday stuff. So yeah. We, will got, it be we, have birthday, we have birthday stuff we're doing with, with some others, Suzanne and some others. And, but it's in the morning. It's in the morning. And that so was strategic. It was very strategic. So, yeah. So, um, I'll definitely record it. But we, uh, it now looks like we'll be – kick is 235, 240. We're probably back home between 230 and 3, so I'll see most of it. If not, I'll go back and watch what I missed. But, yeah, so it won't be, won't be a normal um, Frangie, Carlion, Gator watch party like we've typically done. Uh, just a reminder, gentlemen, your bowl pick is due tomorrow. Okay. Bowl pick I'm going to hand it to you. I'm going to um, – I've looked through it. I hate to be arrogant, but I plan on getting all 20 right. I plan on going 20 and 0. That would be tough to beat. Be- <laughs> well said. It would be hard to beat. Now it'd be fun. So for people that don't know, that's loser Monday. Lauren is in the catbird seat to be the loser again, but it's not guaranteed yet. Hey, Gibby, if Hayes, well, here's what you don't need. You don't need Hayes Rye losing this week, Lauren. You need a root for Hayes and I. You need a root for me. <laughs> and this is interesting because this one extends for a while. Yeah. So yeah. this is one that we sort of keep up with until a, I guess so, January second. So Gibby Lawrence, root, Gibby Lawrence rooting against his has has to root against you because you're our only hope not to wear the hat. That's right. Um, is Drake May playing in a bowl game? I can, yes, he is. He's playing. So he's playing against Oregon. So there's that. So there you go. What about DJ? DJ transferred. DJ's so he's not, not playing. playing. He's, he's not, not playing. playing. He's, tra- he's in the portal. He's not. So there you go. That's a wrap on news and notes. <laughs> By the way, I will have to tell you that I did some investigative reporting because I'm a journalist. Um, 
It pains me to say that I have now looked at about eight lists of Huey Lewis songs. Power of Love is one on every one of them. Okay, so on, on eight different there we lists, go. Uh, possibly you guys were right and I was wrong. And, uh, That's all right. And, uh, but the, uh, it was fun. It was, their, it was also their only number one song. Oh, I didn't know I that. Did their only no, and, and I'm, and I'm going to, rather than admit that I'm just wrong, okay, I'm just going to say it's because of the movie and that uh, I want to do drugs better. It should be their anthem. And I'm standing my ground. Well, I've always thought like if Old Rock Thursday played out like a concert, you, you would play, play the anthem. I last. used to do, I used to play it last. So. I used to do it last. But I, I, I used to do it last. So there, so so there. And I played it last. Yeah. So there you go. So I've had to show real restraint when it comes to concerts lately. Uh, did I tell you all about the Morgan Wallen tickets? No. No. Okay. So I there are no general sale tickets like. Just like Taylor Swift, that's how the Morgan Wallen concert. At least they haven't announced if there will be general sale. But very similar. he's like big big deal, right? He's, yeah, he's, he's he's very popular in the he's, country. He's world. the big yeah. deal. So I had an opportunity to purchase the tickets. I logged on to Ticketmaster during the pre-sale, and I was able to get in. The problem is, the tickets were, and this is face value through Ticketmaster, seven hundred and forty-five dollars each. And I hit, for a get in for a get yes yes seven hundred forty five dollars each face value this is not secondary ticket market and I stood there you know you have ten minutes to like decide what you're gonna do and I stood there and I was like okay I guarantee if I buy these tickets I will be able to sell them I had heard that some yeah. tickets up in Atlanta yeah. the floor tickets were going for six thousand dollars wow so I for said Morgan I, Wallet it's crazy I know. But I thought I can I can buy these tickets and I can sell these tickets for at least double what I'm going to pay, which with yeah. Ticketmaster's crazy fees, by the way, the total would have been like nineteen hundred dollars. So for like a minute and a half, I sweated the decision. And then I said, I am not ever going to be the person who has concert tickets in my hand and doesn't go to the concert. Where's the concert? And sell them the arena. So so get ins are seven forty. <laughs> That was the the pre-sale, and I don't know that there will be a general sale. If there's a general sale, there'll be much less than that. Okay. But because they're selling out so fast, that was the ticket. Price. Again, I, I <laughs> is that not insane? That well, is insane. I mean, y- yes, it is. I and mean, I, th- and, so and, obviously, and, the answer is I did not buy them. I hit cancel. I mean, and, and this, this release them to the world. This is going to sound bad. I don't mean it's because it's my guy, <laughs> not your guy. I don't I honestly don't mean it that sure. way. But for a guy like Springsteen, or you know, I, I understand it more. And I, I shouldn't right. use Springsteen because that sounds, sounds like I'm talking about my guy. If if it was if it was the Stones, mm-hmm. I understand it more. But, sure. So wow, Morgan Wall. I've heard Morgan Wallen. Sounds like like the other ones. Okay. <laughs> to me, this, that, I mean, doesn't he? I mean, yeah. sounds, sounds like a lot of sounds. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Have you heard of the Pentatonics, the acapella yeah, they, group? They were here last night. They were here yeah. last night. Mm-hmm. I, I totally forgot. I was wanting to take Nikki, but they are phenomenal. Yeah, they are good. They are very good. They, and they, that they, looked sold out. For their the rendition of Hallelujah is oh, it's is so good, magnificent. They all sing one of the verses. Yeah, it's very good. All right, that's just about going to do it for our program. Tomorrow we will have our picks, also our Loser Monday Bowl. Uh, we'll turn those in. We'll talk a lot more about the both games we'll be watching this weekend, the Florida-Oregon uh, State game, which doesn't mean nearly as much, and a gigantic affair uh, in the stadium. And I'm so excited about Jags and Cowboys and sold-out stadium and beautiful weather and cool and crisp and football weather. And Man, oh, man, is it going to be a lot of fun. So we hope you will uh, uh, head into the game, and we'll talk all about that tomorrow on our final show of the week. That'll do it for our program. It don't go anywhere. The uh, Jaguar Happy Hour show comes up right now. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, and that includes the Doug Peterson show. Doug will join the boys uh, during that program as well. We're out of here. For Hayes, Lauren, and Gibby, I'm Frank Frangie. So long.